After only three months, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina are in the rear view, and it's time for the big show. March 3rd is Super Tuesday, and Civil Politics will be live on the air as the results come in. Join our panel as we talk about what's happening and what we should look out for. Tuesday, March 3rd, 9pm, right here on VFR. There's no telling how this will go, so let's find out together. The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting once again. I don't know, they haven't stopped me yet. And <laughs> I'm joined, as usual, by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Uh, holding down the right flank. And John Roberts uh, pressing the buttons. Click, click. <laughs> click, click. So uh, we would uh, love to hear from you. Uh uh, and I'm going to sort of tell you how to get in touch with us before we get into talking about debates and uh, the power of the pardon and God knows what else. The uh, purge. The <laughs> purge. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but not the one where there, everybody runs out and murders each other in the oh, night. That's yeah, the, the vindictive di- purge. Yeah, different one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I continue to look at that concept and I'm like, wait, so if everything's everything's legal, that means like that's the night to steal your employee's pension fund. That's, yeah. That's what's really going on, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can uh, tell us uh, what you would like to purge if you uh, were to run hog wild and in a lawless society full of chaos and murder. Uh, woohoo! Uh, by emailing civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org because, you know, that's, that's the civil politics model right there. Uh, on Twitter, we're at civilpoliticsfm. And Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio is our community on Facebook. We do also have our own website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com. And that's got recordings of previous episodes of the show, uh, supplemental episodes. And we've done like four or five uh, just uh, this year. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah. We've done um, uh, a whole bunch. Uh, there is, if you want to look for the supplementals on the website, there is a link at the top, I believe, that says supplementals, and you'll see uh, every post that is just that. So yep. um, it'll be easy. They're easier to find. Next to our dedicated Google search of trusted news sources. And uh, while we're talking about things, when possible, Jammer's going to throw up links to uh, uh, stuff on the web that uh, supports or uh, illuminates whatever it is we're trying to talk about. And he'll use the hashtag civil references uh, while we go through that so that makes it easier for people to follow along. So, uh, yeah. So, Sue, as the Republican Me? who's a firm believer in law and order. Oh, absolutely. How did you feel about uh, Elizabeth Warren committing cold-blooded murder in public national television? <laughs> <laughs> she was fearless, wasn't she? <laughs> wasn't so much a murder as a curb stomping. <laughs> That's what I've been calling it. It's a curb stomping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either ways, uh, like a Billion- shocking breach of the public peace, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. billionaire slayer came to mind. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a superpower of. Won't somebody think of the offshore accounts? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, sort of the articularchy, right? Where you, with words, you can Stop just it. take He's somebody. He's already down. dead. <laughs> uh, oh, the humanity! He looked pretty stunned. I don't think he expected that. Yeah, uh, Mr. Bloomberg. No, he didn't. Never mind all the other folks that she had something to say about. But well, yeah, and she committed that stage. Oh, from yeah. my perspective, absolutely. And and right from the first thing she said is like, "We're here to talk about the <laughs> the, the man we're running against, you the know, billionaire, the billionaire who calls uh, people fat broads and horse faced lesbians." And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. You know, <laughs> and, and and she looked right at Bloomberg. Yeah, well, and she said, I'm, "That's some stuff Mayor Bloomberg has done," and he was like. <laughs> So yeah, like 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 Pete Buttigieg, he does not like to. That was a great cold open. That could have been a Saturday Night Live. Uh, it, <laughs> it probably will be. It actually. probably will yeah, be tomorrow. Better written. 
It was better written. Oh, yeah, shots fired. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, speaking of shots fired, why don't we play the highlight of the debates, the, just the moment I thought was just the best. Which one was that? Well, the one where uh, uh, someone asked, uh, one of the people said, so, uh, Mayor Bloomberg, you know, there have uh, been allegations of you... Uh, uh, hostile work environment. Hostile work environment and sexual har- harassment of women at your at your company over the years. And he then proceeded to talk about how, well, you know, uh, I, we, we, we really try to be good to the women's. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if John has the entire bit, but play what you got, man, because Elizabeth Warren let him have it. Senator Warren, you've been critical of Mayor Bloomberg on this issue. Yes, I have. And I hope you heard what his defense was. I've been nice to some women. <laughs> that just doesn't cut it. The mayor has to stand on his record. And what we need to know is exactly what's lurking out there. He has gotten some number of women, dozens, who knows, to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? Senator Warren, you've been critical of Mayor Bloomberg. Spoiler alert, <laughs> he was not. <laughs> well, he didn't respond to it, really. Yeah. He, well, narrator. He, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, reader, uh, we did yeah. not marry him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the, uh, I thought you were going to say release all those women from the binders, and I was having like a flashback to my to one Mitt Romney. My, yeah. One of my favorite candidates. Oh, no. So, <laughs> no, that's yeah. a. Yeah, she did a good job, and she had a, a follow up later, which I want to talk about oh yeah absolutely but yeah what a stunned look on his face (laughs) well and and just the way he fumbled like well you know they were consensual agreements so uh no of course uh you know i told a few bad jokes right yeah Yeah, well and 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 she said so how many are there and he said well there are a few she says how many is that he said well let me finish yeah but how many is that yeah so uh and sue you spotted this in the tonight just before we went on the air coming over the wires as uh we don't say anymore he says there were three so, but specifically, <laughs> he uh, his statement is about people who, uh, uh, with whom they came to settlements and signed non disclosure agreements. Uh, three women about uh, sexual harassment that Mr. Bloomberg himself had done. Right? That's. I think it's not. Uh, I think it's. I don't know. We should read exactly what it was because I I read right. it very quickly. But it's it's very limited what he's talking about, and it's three over thirty years. Yeah, John, what 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 do we got? Can you uh, right. fill us in? This is from the Wall Street Journal. I think you. Uh, there, this right? is actually. Um, I'm reading Reuters. this statement from his. Oh, Bloomberg. From, from Bloomberg, his web, from oh. Bloomberg. 2020 or whatever the hell it is. The campaign um, website. Okay, yes. go ahead. Uh, I've had the company go back over its record, and they've identified three NDAs that we signed over the past 30 years, 30 plus years, with women to address complaints about comments they said I had made. Oh, that's or, very narrow. Then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if any of them want to be released from their NDA so that they can talk about those allegations, they should contact the company, and they'll be given a release. I've now, done a that... lot of reflecting on the issue over the, uh, over the past few, few days, and I've decided for that for as long as I'm running the company, we won't offer confidentiality, confidentiality agreements to resolve claims of sexual uh, harassment or misconduct going forward. Yeah, and I was wondering if he's going to use the release that Elizabeth Warren wrote for him the next day and published. <laughs> She she wrote the form. I up. did not see that. Yeah, no, she's neither. She's an attorney, so she wrote one up, put in all the phrases that were needed, yeah. and uh, produced it so they didn't even have to pay a lawyer to produce the release. Yeah, very funny. That that <laughs> I mean that's thoughtful because he is you know campaigning on a budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she you know she produced it and of course got interviewed about it and it sort of no fun. I didn't see that but that's <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, but of course this doesn't um, cover. This covers the very narrow thing of uh, sexual harassment that Mr. Bloomberg himself has been— that Because of his words or something. Yeah. Right, that someone has, has, has sued him about. So this isn't like uh, anybody else Although who going might be— forward, it's broader. You know, right. what he's releasing is broader than— Sure, sure. I mean, is the opposite. But so this doesn't cover uh, 
issues of uh, more more general hostile work environment, uh, gender discrimination in promotion or hiring or pay. Uh, it doesn't cover uh, sexual harassment or other misconduct by anybody else at his company. Yeah, hostile work environment, not not of not of him, right. not or not just sexual. It covers sexual harassment in speaking, but not uh, sexual Indeed. assault either. Yes, and that was, you, you, you picked up the last thing. And because Mr. Bloomberg said, if any of these women want to be released, they should contact the campaign, he's really making No, it, his company. Not his the company, camp- yeah. right. So he's really making it very specific. So if there are people out there with more horrendous stories, well, they're not going to be, you know, like, like, that's not who he's addressing. So... Uh, he's really doing a lot to contain this information. Which Best public affairs people in the world, probably. <laughs> and, and wow, it is, it, yeah. it, it is, it, this is a wonderful little example in a nutshell of why public affairs is possibly the worst occupation ever created <laughs> uh, by modern society. Um, I mean, I mean, behind, you know, like... Uh, uh, gas chamber operator and, you know, uh, you know, innocent child machine gunner or something like that, you know, baby seal clubber. But otherwise... Strong take from Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what it's happened ve- to you this week? It's a very... Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's thanks to public relations people that we have, you know, that we had decades of like, oh, cigarettes aren't bad for you. Oh, you know, like this whole climate change thing, it's nonsense. Oh, you know, the science isn't in, you know, all that. No, on I and think, on and on. I think that's the scientists that took money for an opinion. That's huh. that's a different Yeah, but who who, Kat, who they're far worse. Who organized the campaign to make all that happen? Who strategized and said like, "You know what we need to do is we need to come up with a sophisticated way uh uh and sustained effort to lie to people about how bad about about this problem, what it is, and how bad it is, because uh, we want to make money. Yeah. Public relations also includes the team that Sanders has has gathered to help him uh, convey his message too. There, there, there are different kinds sort of, of people. like lawyers. They come in all stripes. Yeah, you <laughs> have you have like your your Michael Cohen's or or you have like oh like Pope hat. I forget is Ken Pat. Yeah, you have two different kinds of lawyers. You have you have different kinds of uh, PR people, and some have morals and some do not. Sort of like tech people. Some are white hat. Some are red hat. Some are black hat. <laughs> You're gonna say some are white. White. I'm like stop. <laughs> yeah. <That's it. laughs> no. Well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I I just want to, you know, not all of them are baby seal clubbers. Just the ones that want to enjoy themselves <laughs> and in the middle of all this and all I mean, the everybody's need a hobby right oh that's right that's true <laughs> i'll stop it i was just gonna say in the middle of all this i've tr- clearly corrupted the whole conversation <laughs> um trump announced that we have a peace plan with uh, the taliban in afghanistan seven day peace trial uh, uh ceasefire well uh okay I so mean, why do you think he announced it just now? <laughs> uh, in case it, it doesn't go down well. Well, or because he wants to take the Democrats off the top of the above the fold, top of the headline. You know, he's just bumping them off the because the caucus is tomorrow, right? The, yeah, uh, he the, the, he wants to. Uh, I actually said the, to my friend, like, is he is this like a reverse wag the dog? Like he's making a peace thing instead of starting a war. But uh, and she said he's padding his resume. He he can so we can say stuff like in like this in the general like like when Obama was like I I, I made peace with I the killed, Taliban. Yeah. I killed Obama's uh, or I killed I killed Osama bin Laden um like during his during his during his campaign yeah. so I, I killed that guy so you yeah, know check that box <laughs> vote yeah. for me you know yeah. like Trump can if he makes peace with the Taliban Bragging then rights. he'll be able to to really yeah. sail on that for a little bit. You know, I mean, his peace with the Taliban he, probably isn't really. Who knows? He'll he'll say anything to to do whatever he wants. So I mean, it it kind of doesn't matter. And and I mean the the uh, willingness to just be openly corrupt. I mean, so uh, earlier this week, uh, he 
used the power, presidential power to pardon and commute sentences to uh, let Rod Blagojevich out empty of prison the jails? five years early. Or empty the corruption jails. <laughs> well, I mean, Rod Blagojevich was in jail for, uh, or was in prison for the whole trying to sell uh, the seat that Barack Obama had occupied. And was he commuted or was he, um, he was, was his commuted. expunged? No, his commuted. was commuted. He's just... You so know. he's still guilty. Just oh yeah, he's still yeah. guilty. He's still everybody knows he's he's a terrible person. He just gets to go home. And I mean, like I don't really care about that that much. It's just like fine. He, he but was it in, was all the other ones too. It was right. like <laughs> he was. In, I mean, Bogoyevich was in prison for nine years. Like you know, the, like his reputation is still trash. He still has a criminal record. All that. But yeah. So uh, in particular, Michael Milken. Oh yeah, I remember when he did what he did with the junk bonds. Oh, my oh God. yeah. <laughs> and as one uh, 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 commenter I heard pointed out, uh, because uh, Trump's pardon, Michael Milken can now legally uh, register to be uh, a bond and yep, to buy sell. and sell stocks to be a, 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 an investment professional again. Yeah, because he's he doesn't have a record anymore uh and of course bernard carrick oh he was a hideous person in the, i remember he him during 9 11 person yeah absolutely he was police commissioner uh, then he had an apartment and they were using he had busts of himself made and put in every precinct and all of the was it right. six boroughs in new york i forget five five boroughs in yeah. new york and and <laughs> also he uh you know he was having affairs and and then he was involved like he actually accepted a suitcase Money. full of cash well i think a quarter of a million dollars i think uh, uh, and I'm actually I'm not sure what exactly he was getting paid to do, but he was in charge of like setting up the uh, uh, like a major industry uh, major ministry in the occupation government of Iraq in like 2004 and five. That was after like that. he had escaped. Uh, yeah, after he'd been let out of New, New York. York. So yeah, so uh, one of Rudy Giuliani's uh, partners in crime. I mean. Well, he Perhaps hired literally. him, but Bratton was actually the one that was Giuliani's uh, police commissioner. He Carrick came in at the end. Sure, but Carrick was a uh, uh, Carrick was as like a crony of of Giuliani. I think uh, I could I could be they've wrong. Been, they've been associated since then, so that's probably <laughs> true. But he he Giuliani appeared really shocked when uh, and and was sort of horrified and helped put him in jail. So <laughs> sure. Uh, well, anyway. We're um, both going from memory here, so maybe we should leave it alone. Well, I'm, I'm just like, uh, you, you, you don't think Rudy Giuliani uh, put the idea into Trump's mind to, to get Carrick pardoned? He might have done that. Yeah. He might have done that. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. it, But it's it's all terribly shady and corrupt. and Interwoven. <coughs> well, and it's just at, the, at this point— uh, Never mind Deutsche Bank and, and right. all that that's sort of percolating. Oh, yeah, no, the, like the horrible money laundering and everything and, and Michael Flynn and, and Roger Stone, like uh, uh, the President Trump's uh, flagrant interference in that uh, that case with the— uh, People have said that even though they made the big show of Donald Trump demanding it and Barr producing the lesser um, sentence request, that in fact that— um, the judge did seem to hold to what people thought was a reasonable sentence for him. No. 40 months, so. That's that's let's low. According to whom? According to the sentencing guidelines. No, that's right. The you can look at the sentencing guidelines online. You know, like right. it's, it's public information. No, like and, the, and the initial request. But a lot of judges. The, the, the judges have discretion. That's right. But the initial request from the Justice and, Department. And she went to a whole bunch of other judges, and the, it was really more of a consensus on what the what it should be so it looks like uh, well trump, i don't know i don't know Ma- yeah. maybe that's true i don't know where well, you, you know you, i watch c-span and well, i don't know where you heard that so yeah. but um but it is true that the sentencing guideline says but the, seven to nine right and the justice department the, the 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 following the sentencing guidelines is presumptively fair like that is that is a they're that, called guidelines for a reason sure but when you're the justice department and you're right. filing a memo saying this is what we think you should do yep you recommend know, when you when they follow the sentencing guidelines <clears throat> the the presumption is like yes that is fair like that is that is a fair thing that was a, that would be a fair sentence so you know I'm a law so, order person so let me just say this out loud 
that while that is true, the reason the judge has the ability to change it is because of, of other factors, some of which are the likes of first offense and things like that. And, and you think Roger Stone, well, first offense? It is his first offense. It, you might believe... His first five, actually. Well, and you might believe, like I do, that he's guilty of all kinds of things that he was never caught for. But, you know, that's that's how the justice system works. It's like the ones that you, they caught you for. So Right, but so... Uh, so it, they were his first five offenses. Like, they're not heinous enough? Why Why be lenient to this Like guy? I said, you know, if you watch C-SPAN, they went out to a panel of judges and people thought that 40 months was actually in the ballpark. So the judge, mm. the argument is that the judge really wasn't influenced by what Barr did and what Trump well, did. Well, I, I don't know if, uh, I don't yeah. know about the judge being influenced. Yeah. And that's actually irrelevant to the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, and I'm just trying to say that he probably got the sentence that he deserved and that it was maybe a show of Barr pushing back on Trump and then creating this whole thing. Unfortunately, the four prosecutors quit, and that's really too bad because I imagine that they were pretty That's not too— amazing. I mean, yes, that, that is too bad. Yeah, uh, but I mean, that's the But that, that was the goal. What, to drive out the prosecutors? Absolutely. Now, how do you know that? Um, so here's the thing. <clears throat> Roger Stone, whatever sentence he got, uh, it's a federal crime. President Trump has demonstrated this week that he's willing to pardon people like, you know, Bernard Carrick. He's and, softening <clears throat> us up for the Stone party. You know, and, and yep. DeBartolo, the, the guy yep. from the— And the, um, who was his Manafort, the pardon? And I agree with right. you that— Trump's right. show is softening us up for this. I'm just making the argument that the judge was yeah. very careful. Sure. Uh, yes, I'm sure yeah. the judge was careful. I have yeah. nothing bad to say about the judge. That's that's not the point. Yeah. Well, I was just making the argument that it, at the end of the day, he created he create Trump likes to create this environment so that by the time he does some of these other horrible things, we'll all be sort of yes, in, the, the, to the, it. the erosion of norms. Yes, that is indeed uh, uh, like the larger theme here and i'm i'm saying it's particularly sinister and 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 frankly terrifying because the point here that i'm trying to make is that uh president trump as president has the power to issue a pardon for federal crime so he could just say roger stone i pardon you done roger stone goes home that day with no criminal record could have done that he didn't instead he stirred the pot he made a big <laughs> public fuss yep and and everybody uh, played along with the kabuki and the smoke and mirrors yeah <laughs> right um and then uh so the justice department the uh, the attorneys who were prosecuting the case submitted their their sentencing memorandum which was you know within the the, the recommended guidelines yeah on Monday. On Tuesday, there was a new memo sort of clawing that back, saying, no, it should be less. <clears throat> and that appears to have come directly from the attorney general, Bar. because yep. the, uh, the, the four attorneys who had been on the case all resigned, and, uh, and actually three of them just left the Justice Department altogether, and the judge accepted their resignations. And the fellow who had sort of stepped in into the breach to fill that... Um, she asked him who drafted the memo, and he said, well, you know, I'm not at liberty. Allowed to tell you. I'm yeah. not allowed to tell you. <laughs> I saw some of that. Right. <laughs> so, like, there's no reason to do that if he'd done it. Yeah. So he didn't do it. He was handed this this turkey and told to, to, to flog it, so he did. Yeah. And uh, the whole point of that is to signal to the Justice Department and to attorneys— uh, in general around uh, the country and to judges that, you know, if the president feels like it, anything goes. If it's a friend of the president, be very, very careful. Uh, yeah. If it's a friend of the president, like anything goes. And and since he's demonstrated that he's very willing to just pardon absolute trashy people who are flagrantly guilty of of the most venal corruption, you know, there was no need to do that if that was the only goal. Instead, the point of this is to break the Justice Department, to break it to as— To suspicion and, yep. To break it as, uh, and at least in theory, 
uh, indep- you know, independent executive agency with a neutral and apolitical function uh, as an instrument of law and order. That's gone now. Not the, for me. No, it is. But the you, Justice Department you is that. done. You, well, you I, believe that. I don't believe that. Well, I, I believe that because— Good thing we're coming to a break. <laughs> we are coming to a break. I believe that because, you know, like, those guys resigned because basically the only alternative they would have had would be to, uh, 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 you know, like, like you resign from a case like that when you want to avoid committing perjury. You know, when you want to like, don't want to have to like, uh, uh, make a statement in court that you, that you know to be false. Um, so those attorneys basically have been driven out. So basically, anybody else who wants to like operate with integrity, who wants to f- do the job of being a prosecutor, of being a law and order person, uh, is now on notice. Like, you know, as soon as you cross us, we will throw you out. We will drive you out. And they quit. They were not pushed out. I mean, you're saying they this were pushing. is pushing them out. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is they could have said we we resist and then be fired. Right. Or moved. They would have been moved off the case. Whatever. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like this is this is the signal like uh, basically, you know, get out of here. Uh, anybody who doesn't want to be like a like a, a Trump loyalist or a flunky, you know, just know your days are numbered. So uh, at this point. I don't think there's really anything that's going to stop the the president from using the Justice Department to do whatever he feels like. And And I disagree, but we'll leave it at that. Well, I'd be curious to know why you think that won't be the case, but whatever. Uh, I'm getting the, the, hey, we should take a break now (laughs) sign from genre. So we're going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. Uh, And don't go away because this is civil politics here in Valley Free Radio, and we'll be right back. Are you interested in connecting with the international community in the Pioneer Valley? Then volunteer to help your immigrant neighbors improve their English and integrate better into their surroundings. Become a volunteer tutor. Take a free 15-hour training taught by the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. For more details on an application, go to ili.edu or contact amy at ili.edu. Students come from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and the Middle East. So volunteer to tutor and expand your world. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. VFR listeners, this is Bob Balo. I'm at the controls in the VFR studio every Monday morning from 6 till 9 a.m. I play music and I talk. And I give the time and temperature. Also, I drink a lot of coffee. Then I go home. But I faithfully return every Monday morning, 6 till 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, Northampton. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. 
For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. The Oblivion Express, old-school, free-form, eclectic radio programming every Thursday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio. Since 1981, the Oblivion Express has been traveling the musical spaceways in the Valley, an eclectic mix of music from the 1940s to today and featuring just about every genre, rock, jazz, blues, world, folk, reggae, and so much more. Join me, DJ Funkadelic Fern, every Thursday morning on the Oblivion Express. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. For the best in electro, new wave, funk, and dance, tune in to Subculture, Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Listen from your computer, iPad, or phone by tuning in to valleyfreeradio.org. Subculture, Friday nights, here on WXOJ. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow, that's still Sue Timberlake, and that's still John Roberts, I say, by tilting my head back and forth to indicate who I'm talking to. <laughs> People at home can feel the earth shift as you do that, right? right? As the universe slides from our side and climate change sinks all the islands. Did as you feel the earth shift under your feet? I did. Where the clouds tum- come tumbling down? Oh, well, that's, um, what's her name? I forget. Yeah. It's a song, I know. Yeah, Tapestry. I- I was just I can't thinking think of, um, you know, um, my ego might famous adjust the magnetic Famous 1970s field. Uh, folk hero. Yeah. So I do want to mention... King. Carole Sorry. King. Yeah. So I do want to mention... See, I don't know the name of the president of Mexico, but just kidding. That's oh. a reference to the debate. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I came up with Carol King after Andres the Andres Manuel uh, 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 Lopez Obrador. Obrador something, yeah. Uh, no, Lopez Obrador. Yeah. The, he, he's, he's generally commonly known in Mexico as AMLO. Oh, not Amway, but AMLO. AMLO. Uh, well, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. Oh, okay. Uh, hyphenated last name. Like ACO. Uh, AOC? AOC. Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention, because I forgot at the top of the hour, uh, we are going to do a special broadcast uh, on the night of Super Tuesday. That's March 3rd, the primary here in Massachusetts, and a number of other states across the country. Uh, and we're going to be doing that uh, live here on Valley Free Radio. 38% from... of the delegates will be awarded that night. Right. So it's a, it is indeed a Super Tuesday. And uh, we'll be doing that from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you'll tune in and join. Well, I was going to say us, but uh, due to uh, me forgetting that this was a thing we've been talking about doing, uh, I will be actually in Mexico. Be visiting. like that. Yeah. Escape so you don't have to deal with the repercussions. Look, of you know, like the, 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 there's outstanding warrants. They told me I should <laughs> kick off south of the Rio Grande till the heat cools off. You know, it's, it's, it's just business. You get a vacation once in a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going down to, to see my... Uh, a dear friend slash ex-wife Michelle, and uh, you know, meet the dog and have a good time. So uh, I won't be here for that, but uh, hopefully you guys will. And I don't know if Stefan's joining us, or um, we might have a special guest too. Hard to know, but we'll be here. We'll be uh, watching the results, and and if you guys are desperate, hey. <laughs> and if you guys are desperate, I'll be available on Skype, WhatsApp, or you know, any other chatting thing. You know, yeah. I, I, and I don't care if I'm away in Mexico. I'm always happy to be the center of attention. So <clears throat> that'll um, be a that'll be an interesting night because a lot of this stuff is going to get a little resolved or not. But uh, w- well, it it 
I, I frankly, my expectation is that after Super Tuesday, we will see just how little traction uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar have around the country. So I imagine that will be absolutely the end of their campaign. You know, Bloomberg's campaign listed three candidates that should have dropped out. Yeah. That and was something I, Amy Klobuchar mentioned at the, at the thing. You guys put out a memo. Yeah, I want to know who the three were. I, they, they, oh, I, no, no. <laughs> she said who they were. Her, Pete Buttigieg, and Joe Biden. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yep. That must have been no, well, it's I drifted basically off. like a, a memo. Uh, yeah, a, a memo <laughs> saying like, you know, somebody's got to represent the sensible moderates here in this party. And, you know, the others should get out of my way because, you know, <laughs> they can't beat me. And step aside. Right. And she's like, old man, young man and woman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you haven't even. Yes. Uh, old man. Uh, <laughs> Biden and Bloomberg are the same age. I think. And. And 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 Bernie Sanders and he both have a few stents in their yeah heart arteries yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Can I say something about the medical records thing? Oh, oh yeah, did you yeah. see that article on Slate? By the way, talking about that? No, I will look it up. Uh, yeah, it just there was a good uh, 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 article by a, a physician saying like, okay, so we don't have full information, but based on this and using publicly available statistical information about like people in Bernie Sanders's age group who've had these kinds of issues, you know, what are the chances he might have to go back to the hospital and stuff like that? So it's a good sort of breakdown like that. And, uh, you know, fairly objective, trying to support it with, you know, large-scale data sets of current people in the United States. And it's basically, it's like, hey, there's no guarantee that he's gonna, you know, drop dead any moment. You know, that's, that's not like, you know, something you should be, you know, counting the days. But, you know, there's no guarantee he's going to be in good health for for years. But he's a, but he might un, be. He's unusual health for for just well, anybody. I mean, yeah. he the, is. The, the article is is certainly worth interesting. Certainly yeah. worth reading. Uh, you know, but you know, it's not Did a. Did they do it with Bloomberg too? No, he didn't. Specifically because there's the whole thing about Bernie Sanders. Did he release his medical records? You know, Elizabeth Warren brought it up at the debate. Uh, it it because if, if you're a Bernie supporter there. if you're a Bernie supporter it's not the rosy picture you'd want and if you're a Bernie hater it's not the you know ammunition it, it, it it's not the countdown clock that you'd probably like to see it's 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 it's, it's I think a serious and balanced piece I think it's worth looking it's on slate you can link to it whatever sorry okay. no. so what else do you want to say about that because you probably uh, have other stuff okay so I for anybody that doesn't know a few months ago after after Bernie Sanders heart attack and, and his surgery to put the stents into to whatever uh, he said that people were worried about um, his health and he said that okay I'll release my medical records before the primary what he's done is release three letters from uh, his doctors or from doctors that treated him and his personal daughter doctor I believe and who say he's fine it's cool here here uh, his labs here are some numbers here are the numbers that we have things like that these are not medical records the they're a summary letter by the doc yeah exactly and honestly a, like if a doctor is gonna put their name on it and and send off like labs and numbers and everything that can be confirmed then you know that's okay the, the problem with it is that Bernie said, I will release my medical records. All of them. Yeah, I remember when he said that right after he came yeah. out of the hospital. And I think that was I think that was just him trying to do damage control. But really what he, he could have said in any time would have been, you know what, we've re reconsidered because there are personal, private, and important information things on my medical records that I would prefer not to release right now. Here are three letters from my doctors that have the information that have been released and can and they can confirm that they're they're correct. That's the only thing he had to say. I I agree. I think you're absolutely right. I mean that's it's and that is completely understandable because medical records have a lot I mean I've I've worked in in like you Sue, I've worked in in um in the medical field, uh, as a, in, in IT specifically. And, and I've actually, I actually had to learn and service, uh, electronic medical records software. There is a lot of information 
in medical records. And that's why they try and hack them all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so there you don't like someone saying, oh, I'll release my medical records. It's not like releasing your taxes. Well, you well, know, yeah, and there's a lot of info there too. Contained. Yeah, because yeah, taxes are limited and contained. Exactly. That's what you well, submit it, to the IRS. There, there are so much, like, yeah. and especially if you release medical records. Medical records have, and they're very poorly maintained in a lot of places, and they ha- and uh, nurses, doctors, they have to use different fields in the in the in the records for different things like well, and you know, actually, so there's so much happening there. That's something actually uh, 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 like you and, uh, and Sue to to just touch on for a moment because one thing I've been wondering about is like exactly like how standardized are medical records. I know there's like standard codes for like certain diagnosis, like, you know, I forget exactly. This is a two-hour conversation. Right. Well, 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 but I mean, like the short answer is, are they standardized at all? Are there particular formats that are like widely used? I mean, (laughs) like, Sue, you're actually, you've actually worked you know, designing the software for these things back in the back in the day with the previous (laughs) century. Did you not? No, I didn't work in designing them. But I, you know, let's just leave it at that. Um, I know you worked in medical m- IT in some capacity. Yes, some and medicine medicine is an art. It was an art. And when they started to create medical record systems for doctors, they created all these different systems to match what particular doctors liked. So the Mayo Clinic has a style and Harvard yeah. has a style. And that stuff, uh, Medicare tried to standardize because it's in everybody's best interest they've not really been successful but the codes that get sent are standardized yes so i'll just sort of leave it at that that yeah that that most doctors don't like most medical record systems because they don't really support the way they think yeah and and we should probably should we leave it at that well i I, I will i will add that um when looking at your uh, at an emr or electronic medical records uh there, because they are not standardized, there are certain fields in there. Like, uh, if you're filling out a form and it says, "What are these people's uh, allergies?" but maybe they have something else that is kind of related to allergies, but not, then the doctor will or the nurse will probably use the allergy field. There is information that people can put everywhere and so if there's and those aren't standardized either there there isn't enough space on the records for everything that you need to convey especially if someone even in an emergency situation so they have to make sure to add that stuff so the person won't die and those are not standard so if you say okay i'm going to release my medical records you might not know that there's something on there that someone could pick a out. Comment, a comment, in a, a, a field comment in a field that shouldn't be there, yeah. or something like that. The doctor could have been. She wore blue shoes today, and then they're, they're really hideous. But we're not telling. No, I'm kidding. But very personal comments that might end up in a record. Exactly. Like yeah. it's like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy survived that. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or yeah. what a hypochondriac. Be careful and double check. Exactly. Yeah. You don't I mean, really want your that's record. That's the thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> release saying i'm going to release my medical records is is a very it can be a very sticky or That's dangerous why you need a subpoena usually to get exactly them. <laughs> well so and it, and i, it's I just also... want to say like for for bernie sanders to mm-hmm. to to release doctor's notes that was a that's a smart thing to do Yep. And it has his labs and everything on it. He has numbers that people can check, like you said in that Slate article. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. There's no danger of releasing very personal and very important information that could be used against him later, and yep. would be. And the, oh yeah. And the cardiologist, who by the way I think is from Brigham and Women's Hospital uh, in Boston, uh, just pointed out like, and you know the whole question of like, what are medical records like? That isn't a simple question necessarily, you know, like exactly like... There's a legal definition, actually. Sure. All right. But I mean, like, uh, is the legal definition sufficient for the context of this political campaign? Because that's a whole separate issue. I mean, you know, one thing that occurs to me... uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything more. I was thinking about the debate again, because we we did want to talk about people's body language and sort of who won and who... All right. Well, (laughs) I have a a notion for how we might address... The relevant question of the medical status of various people in presidential campaigns, like a, a simple legal fix Congress could enact. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Sort of like time. your um, annual auto um, 
inspection st- sticker? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you go into the shop and they give you the, maybe. you know, well, your uh, sauce is okay. Well, uh, we wanted to talk about a bit about, a um, uh, bit more about the debates. Uh, we were mentioning Bernie Sanders, actually, and one of the interesting bits. Uh, John, do you have that clip of Bernie Sanders talking about uh, yes. his uh, supporters who aren't necessarily the most helpful? <laughs> yes. Uh, hold on one second. We have over 10.6 million people on Twitter, and 99.9% of them are decent human beings, are working people, are people who believe in justice, compassion, and love. And if there are a few people who make ugly remarks, who attack trade union leaders, I disown those people. They are not part of our movement. All right. Yeah, uh, and I, I think, um, I think that's that's a a, a fair point. Um, and also, just uh, he goes on a little later and he says, like, the idea that I would be supporting attacks on on uh, union leaders. You know, like I have a thirty year perfect record on supporting unions, and it's like, yeah, you know, uh, we've had our discussion about like, you know, how uh, consistency is uh, not necessarily always uh, uh, the, the thing you want to see in a public figure. But, you know, I mean, you got to give it to Bernie Sanders. Uh, you know, he certainly has... He's pretty consistent. He's guy. been con- consistent, and he's been sticking to his guns about a lot of important things that he's been right about. And one of them is, like, he's pro-union, you know? I mean, you know, unless, of course, you're, you know, a pro-business Republican. I don't think anybody that's a different thing. got under his skin. I, I, you, you're better at body language than I am, Johnner, but he, I don't think he he didn't look he, like He any. looked briefly annoyed with Elizabeth Warren at one moment, just sort of like a, oh, come on. He, <laughs> no, like, he, he doesn't really get it, let anybody get under his skin. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he's kind of zen like that. He just, he just cares about talking about what he wants to talk about. The only time that he gets really upset set is when people uh disparage the things that he's trying really trying to work for like when uh uh bloomberg was like oh we're we already like we don't want to try communism he's like okay yeah yeah (laughs) he's like really upset about like and he went out off into this whole thing about democratic socialism yeah and things like that which is He's like, no, I'm not saying we. That's a whole saying thing. we have a dictatorship of the proletariat. That's, yeah, that's not what he's calling for. I I run a uh, like I've said before. I run a, a political stream on Twitch uh, every Monday night and Friday afternoon, and this this afternoon we were. I actually was talking about the differences and democratic socialism is basically we want to take care of everybody. We don't want to control everything. And the way that you implement different kinds of socialism can work in different countries and different cultures. You have to really tailor it to where it's in. That's why the uh, Scandinavian countries or European countries, they can do democratic socialism, but it didn't really work in Venezuela. You know, so that it really depends on what how how it's implemented and the people that are running the fabric of where you But the I think one thing I did want to say is. Uh, the toxic people online that support Bernie or support other candidates, uh, like he said, 99% of all, all the supporters are fine. They're people, you know. And I think it's really great that he actually said, I disavow the people that are that are being horrible. And he went, after that, he went into people being racist to his supporters which is also a problem. Uh, and yeah, it, it's just there are so many cruddy people online. <laughs> and and um, people you would never think were cruddy and when they're online they're like yeah. given license to behave. Well, it's a, it's that's it's a whole other, that's yeah. a whole thing uh, the the yeah. anonymity of the internet. Oh, and women um, you, you don't want to be female and on the internet. Oh no, 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 no. 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 Uh but I I'm really glad that he said that. Um, because now if anybody's like, Bernie, blah, 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 you know, like, uh, we can just show that clip. He's like, he doesn't want you. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop. You know? <laughs> well, and, and I, 
you know, I've had uh, uh, conversations uh, on the intertubes with uh, people who are Bernie Sanders supporters who basically have very unkind things or, or uh, mean things to say about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, like, oh, yeah, she's totally untrustworthy. Uh, and Posting snakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're jerks and you're being kind of sexist. And, uh, you know, I'm not attacking Bernie because uh, I think he's actually pretty cool. I just think Warren's a better choice for the job. So, you know, if you guys have it your way, I'm going to be on your team. So maybe you don't want to try and punch me in the face, you know, before yeah. I, I actually sign up. But that's a whole that, – that that's annoying. Yeah. But, like, the people who are uh, – who have been sending, like, threats of, of, for, uh, of sexual violence and murder – to uh, union organizers in uh, the the culinary union in Las Vegas, or yeah. Gail King, or Gail King, yeah, yeah journalists, you know, yeah. Ab- absolutely, just yeah. outrageous, yeah, like, and some of it's probably <laughs> Russian robots. Oh, I'm I'm sure because yeah. but, they but love to sew that. I, I just like, but the idea of like, you know, if if that's how you think you behave, like, you're not really like. You're not really a supporter of someone like Bernie Sanders. I mean, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, heck, I mean, you know, even like the more moderate Democrats, like I don't think Joe Biden or Pete Buttigieg or Amy Klobuchar are like, you know what? No, it's fine. Send death threats to people. Well, you know, like that's just not part of the there's game. There's some people point. in my party that would enjoy it very much. Bush, can you say Bush? Uh, <laughs> you can. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the the thing he did with uh with McCain. Oh, the push pole thing. Good, oh, good, oh, yeah. and Dukakis. Oh, I mean, good. it's yeah. it yeah. it's those dirty, and some people embrace it. But right now, we've got some really interesting candidates that don't. And Trump will do anything to win. I mean, I think we all know that. So right, and that's 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 what worries me. So so um, we never got to the body yeah. language. And well, we're, I, are we? Uh, we're we're on. just a minute. I just wanted to go through. Like, yeah, go ahead, please. Hyper hyper fast. One <laughs> Bloomberg didn't was nonplussed through the whole thing. He looked like he he wasn't prepared for the for the debate at all. Deer he, in headlights. He was just like, oh, I thought I was a rich guy and people were going to listen to me. What happened? Yeah. I'm a rich white man. What, where's the difference? Exactly. Did, did the check not clear? Oh. <laughs> what happened? You know, uh, the polling right now, the next debate is on the 25th. So that's next week. We have uh, all the same players as as this it's week. Tuesday, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yes, it is. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's it is Tuesday. Tuesday. And it's um, CBS, do you know? Can you It tell? is... I don't know, but I know one of the partners is the Congressional Black Caucus in South Carolina. It oh, should excellent. be fun. Uh, so the, all the same players. Tom Steyer has 12% in one poll, over 12%. So he will, uh, if he gets one more poll over 12% oh, so he could join in them. South Carolina, he could get in there. And he does poll relatively well there. Um, and that is all I have that I can remember. So, Well, and I, I was telling John a little minute ago that on Real, Real Clear Politics, they have a bunch of polls and somebody's clearly screwing up or they've been hacked because one of their odds polls has um, Clinton... It has Bloomberg and Biden and Buttigieg and Sanders. That's, and not, a, that's not a hack. People actually think Clinton is going to run. You know, That's yeah. a odds? But You're that is something me. that we need to... Which Clinton? Chelsea, I presume. <laughs> but we do need to, to wrap up because we got subculture coming up next. A great mix of uh, cool music. Uh, just a few minutes here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're going to have a podcast of the show uploaded to the various services over the weekend. We're going to have an encore presentation next Monday. And don't forget, we are going to have our special show on the night of Massachusetts primary, March 3rd, from 9 to 11 p.m. That's a Tuesday. Right. So that's all for now. Uh, thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Good night. Civil Politics is part of the Planetside Podcast Network. For more information, go to planetsidepodcast.com.